Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Thursday to you. July 27th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Patrick Ryan P. Diddy from the big city filling in for Scoots today. Scoots is in the Wisconsin Dells. He'll be out today and tomorrow. And then I think he's playing in a golf scramble on Monday. So no Justin Kalen for a few shows. We will survive. We got Nick Roush here. Nick Roush, yeah. how are you? I'm, do- I'm doing great. I'm uh, excited for today. I'm doing a little uh, staycation, uh, taking some time off the real job the next two days to hang with the family. So, uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Taking the kids to uh, uh, the zoo this morning. Um, I, don't, I don't think we've ever taken the nephew there. So, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to a lot of family activities over the next few days. But still going to hang out and do a little radio in the morning. Um, I, I trust uh, Patrick to to do his job. But, hey, that'd be a lot to ask of TJ and Patrick to just, just carry the show. So I'm going to hang out, do some radio, and then uh, take off afterwards and do some fun-tivities. That's noble of you. Thank no, you. no, P. Diddy. It's not. It's not. <laughs> You're getting days off work. I don't you you're done at nine easy peasy right exactly yeah so like that's I'm not I'm not I'm not really sweating it um and also I'm really excited to talk sports today because I was freaking locked into that world cup game last night uh but we we can get to that in a moment we still got to do pleasantries like asking P Diddy from the city how's it going pretty good I Thought I was going to be here till 1 yesterday after this show. I ended up here till 4.30. So that wasn't the best, but didn't do much after. Yeah. That, 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 that's no fun. You were there during the Rutherford show? No, I ended up running the board for the whole Bats game, which the post game didn't wrap till like 4.30. Oh. But there was some miscommunication right. between me, Scoots, and Trevor about who was supposed to be doing the Bats game. And then... Hmm. Uh, Trevor was upset. Didn't you tell us yesterday morning that you, that Trevor was going to come tap you out of the Bats game at some point? 
Yeah, I thought that he was going to do his best to be there at 1 o'clock. 105 is when pregame was supposed to start. I thought he was going to do his best to get there as close as he could. He wasn't planning on being there till 3. But then Spears canceled, so I wanted to leave at noon. So then I texted him, and then he was like, I didn't know I was supposed to be there. And then I was like, Trevor, just come in whenever you want. That's what you do anyway. And then he came in at 4.30. Hmm. I knew that there was some drama at the radio station, oh. only because Rutherford brought it up on the air yesterday. He did. Now we're bringing right, it up yeah. on the air. I'm sure you. <laughs> I'm sure you heard it, Roush. Uh, he said something along the lines: "Just they were doing their afternoon pleasantries, saying, howdy ho, how, how's everybody doing?'" And he says, "Trevor, I'm surprised you were here. I thought you weren't going to be here. A little drama behind the scenes." And when I heard that, I was like, "Oh boy." Something juicy happened. I wonder what it was. Yeah. And I didn't really ever get the full story besides the fact that there was just some sort of miscommunication and uh, Trevor was was needed at a certain time or, or he expected another time. And I think some, some feelings got hurt along the way, P. Diddy. Yeah, but the uh, Bats game wasn't too bad. It was pretty long. It was like, nah, it wasn't super long. It was like two hours 36, which is... A long pitch clock era game. Pretty long. It's not that long. 2.36 really isn't that long. Yeah, when you got here at 6.45, it felt pretty long. And it felt like it was about to go to extras there for a second because the Indianapolis Indians hit a two-out home run in the bottom of the ninth to walk it off. Yeah, well, at least it at least it ended there. Uh, Unless, of course, you're rooting for the Pats, in which case that's that's not what we're looking for. but, But P. Diddy... I do, I do just want to – you're not there yet, and you've got several years before you got to worry about it, but the old 645 to 430 shift, get used to it, buddy. Yeah, that's – Like, the real world's the, coming for you, and I get it. Yeah. You're not ready for it yet, and some of the most resistance is when you're closest to it, but it's knocking on your door for what it's worth. That, that was a little – you got a little sample, a little appetizer yesterday of what's, what's looming down the pipe for you. You'll be all right. You did a great job yesterday. Why did Spears cancel? Uh, uh, family family issue. He had to go to Lexington. Okay. Uh, I thought he just didn't want to talk to you. I, that's what also mean. what I thought maybe was, was the case, which would be very mean. But we're wishing the Spears the best. Is he going to be back today? Uh, I'm not sure. Are you doing? Are you, are you working today? Uh, if he does a show, I'll, I'll be working it. Okay. Okay, good, 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 exciting stuff. Yeah, some big exports radio drama, and wouldn't you know it, it's centered around Trevor Kelsey, folks. How can we loop Mike Rutherford in this, put him at, at fault somehow? Well, we need to do that. Um, we also need to have, like, a um, – it's not Alcohols Anonymous, but it's called, like, uh, Al-Anon, and it's for people who are affected by al- alcohol alcoholics. I feel like we need like a Trevor Nod, you know, just uh, did, have you worked with Trevor Kelsey? Well, here's how we hash it out. Uh, they could be our Trevor Kelsey support group. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Uh, I do. It, it is. I, I do remember when Mike first started and I'm thrilled about it. Mike, I think does the best UofL radio show in town. And he is, while I don't always agree with him, I do think he is the most reasonable and you shouldn't always agree with anybody, even people that you cheer for the same team as yours. But uh, you, you, you should have your own thoughts and your own opinions and your own 
but he but he's smart and he he doesn't sometimes get caught up in all the U of L hype from time to time, uh, which is good. So when he came, I was happy about it. Good for the station. But I was especially happy because old Trevor was going to be able to get back in the radio business because he wasn't going to do mornings with us. This was a good opportunity for him to be able to get hours and do that. But Roush, there was like, I I needed Mike to hear me loud and clear. Like you're getting into something different here with this guy. He's great. We all love him. He's one of my favorite people that I know. But it's there's a learning curve with working with Trevor Kelsey, exactly mm-hmm. along the lines of what you just referenced. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not you know it's just it's just warning uh, how to adapt, react, and re-react. So uh, uh, I'm glad that Pat- Patrick he's well versed in the Trevor Kelsey experience. So uh, I'm sure yesterday was nothing, no sweat for you. Well, P. Diddy ridiculed our Thornton's text line members yesterday. Yeah, um, he did. And texts are slow. Uh, well, uh, I, I can't help but think that P. Diddy from the big city has something to be blamed with. Now, the morning texters this morning, surprisingly, are really sticking it to P. Diddy from the big city. But I think you really offended the podcast listeners yesterday somehow, P. Diddy, because we didn't get nearly as many texts as we normally get. Oh, man. That's so. Can you can you say something controversial to get the text line popping? Yeah, come on, just something controversial. Mm. Maybe not too controversial. Like, what did you think of the Mitch McConnell clip from yesterday? Oh yeah, that'll get him going. Uh, he he definitely just had like one of the, like a seizure, didn't he? Uh uh-uh. oh, I don't know. Um, I've had brain Ooh. farts sometimes where I just kind of forget what I'm talking about on the radio. Maybe he was doing that. I hate to do this, but we do have to bring out the gotcha girls. Roush said yesterday we're not allowed to speculate about what's wrong with somebody or their medical conditions. I got you, P. Diddy. You didn't know it, but Roush, you walked ah, right into it. Get them, ah, Joan Gotcha girls. Woo! Joan Gotcha. gotcha. Oh, it's so we're funny. We're not allowed man. to guess what's wrong with Mitch McConnell, but in reality, <laughs> he's just old, still looks like a little turtle. DuPont Manual grad. It's so funny. When somebody sent me that, that was my first thing. It went to the back of my mind. It's like, oh, man, we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about that on the radio today. But I hadn't seen him since he had his uh, his latest. Like, I don't I don't really pay attention to Washington news that much anymore. Uh, I'm a little jaded from it. So I hadn't even seen him since he had his. Was it a spill? Was it a fall where he was out for a little while and then came back? He got a he got a concussion and uh, was out for a, a short amount of time. Uh, and a little yeah, fun so fact I, about Roush: he's been out of the Washington politics scene ever since Nancy Pelosi left left office. He was a big Nancy Pelosi guy, and wait, since then not, you've, you've taken a step back. She's not doing it anymore. I think I don't know. I think she's she's done. If she's not done, she's certainly on her way out. Um, or she's like probably doing like I remember when Boehner did the "I'm going to retire." So it's like Michael Scott whenever he gave. Uh, Idris Elba, uh, his two weeks notice, he just started drinking on the job. I guess is that is that what they're doing? Where they're like, I'm I'm not actually working, but I'm going to work a little bit more while you all figure this out. Yeah, uh, she well, she stepped down from House leadership at least, but she'll stay in okay. Congress. There, there. Okay, gotcha. Did you see Mitch come uh, back out after? I did. It, it, honestly, to it's kind of like when Clay Thompson came out of the tunnel to shoot his free throws after he tore his ACL. It's kind of like that. It, 
it, it, it was just like everybody's got their own opinions and feelings on Mitch McConnell. Uh, the one that is probably most prominent for me is just term limits. And that, that, yeah, that, that yeah. goes across both aisles. Uh, right. Red, but Nancy blue, Pelosi. Left, yeah, right. Yeah. Like get Very the old. hell out after a certain time and certainly after a certain age. So my first thought was just like, this dude is so old. Like, go home. Go retire. Go chill. Enjoy your remaining years. One, I'm not sure really what all you're doing for the country, but even if your intentions are pure and you are getting stuff done, you're too old. Let somebody else do it. Like you, it, yeah. it just made me sad, honestly, more than anything. That like he well, clearly had a medical episode, and then they just put it. Then he just comes right back out there. Like and I get that he's probably trying to send a message that I'm fine, and it was just a little bit of a moment there. But the whole thing was kind of sad. You got to be able to enjoy life, and I just don't know how much that dude could be enjoying it at this moment. I mean, that old, old people, very elderly people, like that. I would say he's in great shape for most people his age. Um, but like, that's very relative. So yeah, I, I'm just, I don't understand why, like I, I would not, I don't want to be working after I'm like, I could see working maybe a little bit longer than normal people, but I actually, no, I would not like, what's the point of working until you're past your eighties? It makes no sense. I don't understand. Yeah, and again, I, I think there's you'll talk to some older folks, and there's a sense of purpose. And once you hang it up for good, and you're you're done, done. Like all that's left to do is die, and that's not the most fun thing for people to do. Uh, go bag groceries at the local store. Go work, work, work at a golf course, dude. Work at a Just, golf course and like greet yes. the customers as they come in. Uh, I, I the. Kearns, where we love very much. There's an older oh, gentleman that works there who just kind of busts tables when people are done. And guess what? He talks to people from like 11 to probably 7 or however long he's so, there. Sounds like a great job. He, like he, he seems so happy there. And guess what? All he's doing is wiping down tables and taking people's plates away from him. He's not trying to run the freaking country. He's not trying to <laughs> make decisions that are going to impact everyday Americans left and right. Because you know why? Because he's old. No offense to the guy, but it's because he's old and he just wants a job where he's probably friendly, makes the hours go by, gets to talk to people, gets to hear stories, tell stories, uh, not try to run the freaking country. So we do wish Mitch McConnell, in all seriousness, the best. Yeah. He came back out there, so it seems like he, he thinks that everything's going to be all right. But I just don't know how many times we need to see some of these people paraded out there when they clearly look unwell and again that's red and blue and i'll say it about people on the left i'll say it about several other people on the right it's uh it's just annoying really but i hope he that was that was a scary kind of surreal moment yesterday um and i know that like people on the right in kentucky say that he's probably not gonna run again and this may be this may be it for him that i hope that's the case the um we can tie this into sports, though. Um, Which is why we did, get paid the big bucks. Right. Uh, did you see that Mitch McConnell last week had a nil take? Because. <laughs> no, but I, so, did, I did see Rand Paul's, and we and we brought that up on the show. That was a really, yeah. really bad take by Rand Paul. But if that was Rand's take, I'd love to hear Mitch's. Mitch actually had a, a good take on nil. And wow, it was, let's go. Yeah. He said, it's a pretty big mess right now. Um, they probably do need a federal solution. 
He said, I think colleges would like us to step in. The problem is they don't come behind a particular proposal. We'll screw it up going through the legislative process. What I've said to them repeatedly is before we can act, we have to know what you want. And actually, that's the best nil take that I've heard from congressional leaders ever. It's like, yeah, why? I understand that it makes sense to have the federal government put a wall in place. But some of these proposals, did you see the Tommy Tuberville wall? It was like, what's, because, uh, I mean, there's like four or five. They just keep rolling them out, like all these, like, hey, we're going to introduce this bill and then debate it and change things up. The Tommy Tuberville one said you can't transfer in your first three years of school, and I just laughed. <laughs> it's like, okay, no, who, who's going to want this? I mean, it's just. I mean that that was like the that wasn't the most ridiculous thing of it all though. There was there was like some really. Uh, I do think we got to figure out the transfer stuff. I mean, we don't like we we don't. It, life will go on if we don't figure it out. But I do think you can lose fan interest with the current setup of the transfer portal. That so yes, but also if you make them sign guaranteed contracts to be there for three years, then they're just employees. So like the NCAA doesn't want that either. You know, like that's why, that's why the, the thing with name image and likeness, it's very contradictory at its, like these politicians, I think struggle with seeing it the way that the NCAA sees it because the NCAA just used this to throw them a bone to like push off, to like keep amateurism alive for as long as possible. So like, it's very contradictory in nature and finding that middle ground. At, I mean, Mitch McConnell's right. Like until NCAA leadership says, this is what we want. They're not going to get what they want. <laughs> it's just not. I, I agree with Mitch there. I disagree with you a little. Uh, I, I disagree is probably not the right word. I, I don't doubt that that's a point of the NCAA is just like, Hey, gets, this gets tied up with the federal government, just like everything else. And, it's kind of out of our hands and it's in their hands and what we, what we just get to tell the schools like, sorry, they're, they're dealing with it. They're figuring something out. And so for Mitch to say, no, this is really something you all need to figure out. I do agree with Mitch McConnell in that instance, but I do think the NCAA is also saying there, I think there's some validity to it. I don't think there's buying time necessarily. I think they're saying whatever rules we come up with, a different state's going to say, well, our, our law says we don't have to do that, uh, looking at you, Texas. And the NCAA is going to say, well, then what are we even doing? What's even the point of us coming up with our own rules if each state's going to say, well, we'll abide to these, but we're not abiding to that one. All this looks good, but we're not going to do that one over there. It's nonsensical. So I think the NCAA just said, fine. If we can't come up with our own stuff, then you all do it. You're the federal government, and then that will be law that the states will have to succumb to and they'll have to follow but well i do think there's a, a little bit of a back and forth with that going back to mitch mcconnell's point where maybe the federal government and mitch mcconnell and people in washington can say you show us your model and let us build off that where the ncaa they've kind of done that but they're dra they are dragging their feet a bit like you said see and, th and that's the essentially um They've got all these presidents and ADs that are, I mean, we saw John Calipari and Rachel Lawson up like lobbying on Capitol Hill. But they're all kind of sharing their individual self-interest. And I, and, and I mean, and that's going to be the case um, anytime. But like, 
there needs to be some sort of NCAA convention or something to where they can at least give Congress a set of guidelines like, hey, this is what we want in our nil bill. We need these five things. Instead of having hundreds go up there, like the the NCAA has to now whether it's the NCAA or whether it's just like Greg Sankey, um, I think the new guy in the Big Ten is Petito is his name. Um, like or if it's just power five conference commissioners who come up with these recommendations and guidelines, but like it needs to be it needs to come from them and be passed forward to the I mean, Mike, Mike Oresco or Dave Oresco, the American Athletic Conference guy, he made the point like, why, why are we, why are we putting like we need to do something, not them, and, and it's a whole problem where everybody's just pointing fingers at one another. But if conference commissioners just put their foot down, Bob Bowlesby, he's making some moves right now. If they can get the, if you can get those five, six, seven people or whatever to come up with some guidelines, like all right. I, I'm I'm with you. That that can maybe get Congress to to do something that that makes sense for everybody involved. Um, oh, mute button there, uh, TJ. Yeah, there's but, some uh, people that are probably just loving this conversation, and they're like, "This is super fascinating stuff." And there's others that are just like, "We're talking DC and Washington and the NCAA, and none of this stuff even matters." And I get it. It's, it's probably not appealing yeah. to everybody on both sides. Uh, to totally switch gears just very briefly, there is some breaking news. The Sherman oh. Mitten Bridge is closed in both directions for emergency repairs. So that's the, that's the 64 bridge that goes out west uh, near Portland and over into, what is that, New Albany? I think over Yeah, there. that's New Albany. Um, it's closed both ways. So if that impacts your traffic in one way or another – uh, your traffic will be impacted one way or another. You're going to need to go to Toll Bridge. That is, uh, I'm glad you shared that breaking news. Um, they've been doing construction you- on it for a long time, and there's been like some lanes closed, and sometimes they've got an entire directions closed, like you can't go east on it or you can't go west on it. Uh, today, this morning, it is closed in its entirety. So that's going to well, cause some issues. It's the second time it's happened. Um, Kind of scary because it probably means that something went wrong during construction. Which did you see the crane that fell in New York City? Oh my gosh, that's like one of my worst nightmares that crane falling in New York City. Really, I think probably my worst nightmare is like being in a car and a bridge breaking into water, you know, Mothman prophecies and whatnot. But crane in a big city, it, it, it's on the radar. It's in the neighborhood of scariest things that could happen. P. Diddy from the big city, did you see that yesterday? I did see that video. That was pretty wild. Like, the what? building next door that it crashes into, like, imagine being there. I, that, I thought about that as well, too. Like, did people in that building get hurt, or did it just scrape, like, the glass and the surface where as long as you weren't right by a window, you were probably okay. But just, I mean, it, it, for, like, such a... I say a small thing, nothing about it really was small, but for such like a small area impacted in New York, I mean, it's not crazy to think that like a hundred thousand people were probably disrupted or maybe even more than that. Just like in that 10 second clip, people in that building, people directly underneath the crane, people where the crane started to tilt the other way. Uh, that was terrible. People were going to be impacted in the coming days for repairs and stuff that's true that's uh, that's that's also accurate did, did anybody get hurt roush did we see that 
I did not see that. Um, I actually had boots on the ground, though, because a uh, guy I went to high school with, uh, that was his apartment building. That <laughs> he, he lived at the place that was um, that had the crane on it that was on fire. And he had just left for work on his bicycle and was like a block away. He did say that they had just shut down the street beneath them. So whenever the thing fell, there wasn't uh, anybody there. Uh, It probably been closed for five, ten minutes. They got people out of the way. Um, But he joked. He was like, yeah, I was actually thinking about going back up to the top. Uh, for to try to get video of the fire you know he's just like you know wanted to go viral he's like glad i didn't glad i didn't Jeez, yeah no kidding uh my buddy said that his dry cleaning my buddy said that he's got a buddy whose dry cleaning got delayed due to said crane so see just the wow roush knows somebody i know a friend of a friend that knows somebody uh, everybody impacted by by the crane hope everybody was okay i don't know if i saw any yeah. like, casualty numbers but well hopefully, it- hopefully none so you um one text it also text line says 12 people with minor injuries that's good and seemingly lucky oh yes very much so um i think it was your guy who did nathan for you um nathan fielder show I, I i don't it was like uh it was an hbo show where very weird and i wish i knew the name of it but they had one episode about scaffolding and this dude like he literally just it was like a first person documentary sort of deal where he did a bunch of episodes and the one on scaffolding he ended up capturing scaffolding falling and it was terrifying um that was kind of the crescendo of the episode and i i to your point i'm surprised stuff like this actually doesn't happen more often i know we we have more modern safety measures but oh man that that sort of stuff just just terrifying uh it is, is it the rehearsal scary. What's that, P. Diddy? Is it the rehearsal? Is that the show? Because that's the Nathan For You's HBO show. Yeah, there was one before that. It's like uh, People in Nature or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I'll have to I'll have to look it up during the break. In the rehearsal, they built a, a real bar as like a gimmick for the show. And then they needed to put it somewhere. So they had to put it in this huge warehouse. So there was just this like actual built bar inside of a warehouse. Weird. The rehearsal. We've talked about it on the show before. You're in for kind of like a weird, very funny at moments. I mean, hilarious at moments, but an overall just weird concept and kind of put your brain in a pretzel by the end episode. It's a good one. It's a good, it's a good binge watch. Pete, did you see it? I never watched it, no. What's your favorite shows right now, Pete? Diddy? Let's get in the brain of an 18-year-old. Yeah. I've been watching Suits, but you are my, like, my favorite shows of all time. Uh. Turns out your favorite shows are actually just going through Scoot's Twitter likes, huh? Yeah. Yes, uh, of all time. Yeah, just what what uh, what if you could put on anything? If you're Netflix and chilling, what are you watching? There, there's few shows I've watched all the way through, but I do really like. Ever? Like in your life? Or like, like like the mini series, like the couple season stuff on like Netflix and stuff. I've watched a good amount of those, but like. Full length, like I've never watched Breaking Bad or The Sopranos or The Wire or anything, like, any of like the greatest shows for Game of Thrones. But one thing I hate is like when older people, when you tell them you hadn't like heard a song or you hadn't seen a movie, oh my gosh, you gotta watch that right now. I'm playing it for you. We're gonna watch here, we're gonna sit here and watch all of the Goodfellow movies. 
Um, I'm not going to do that to you. You're, you're, you're how old? 18? Yes, 18. You'll get there. You'll, yeah. you'll watch more shows in the years to come. I haven't watched those shows. What, but like the, what, what, go ahead. I like I've watched like the comedies. Like I've watched How I Met Your Mother all the way through. I've watched most of The Office. I kind of stopped when Michael died on my binge through that. When, Mike, when Michael, Michael died when Michael left, well, he should have died. Maybe he should, he, when Michael left, you know what I meant. He got attacked by a bear. He didn't listen to Dwight's <laughs> advice almost the moment he got into Colorado. It was bad luck more than anything, Roush. <laughs> well, and, he did at least know how to make a pants tent. That's, that's true. true. That, yeah. That's true. Yeah. He made a pants tent. All right, well, a pretty, uh, pretty simplistic question, what I thought, but still complicated answer. Don't know if we ever really even got uh, an answer. Yeah. The Office. Well, um, okay, so you've watched uh, Asha. Good. Good to know. Um, I still can't figure out what the name of that damn show is. I'll figure it out eventually, but we do need to take our first break. And um, we kind of mentioned the conferences. Big conference realignment news and uh, exciting – United States women's national team game last night. Didn't end the way we wanted to, TJ, but it was an exciting game that we need to discuss. Some people would say it wasn't all that exciting, but I guess we'd have to hear from those people. When we get back here on a Thursday edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, TJ Walker, and Patrick Ryan producing magic here on Big X Sports Radio. If I could write you a song to make you fall in love, I would already have you up under my arm. I used up all of my tricks. I hope that you like this, but you probably won't. You think you're cooler than me. You got designer shades just to hide your face, and you wear them around like you're cooler than me. Golf and Elk Run is a heck of a lot of fun. Their new-